0: Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast about places you've been and places you should go. With your hosts, Vanessa Gritton
1: and Jessica Singham.
0: Hey! You're listening to the Take a Walk Podcast! <laughs> We weren't interrupting a weird bit between the three of us or anything. (laughs) This is your host, Vanessa Gritton. Uh, Adam graciously gave me and Jess uh, and our guest some white wine for this episode and I'm really glad that he gets our wavelength. Say hi, Jessica. Hi, it's me, Jessica. What are you drinking, Jessica? I'm drinking Chardonnay and then a
1: separate uh, bottle of Diet Coke and upon the Diet Coke cap is my cough drop
0: from earlier. (laughs) <laughs> the most she Jessica does. picnic, and uh our Quite host the assortment uh, who I mean <laughs> our host, our guest who you just heard, uh looking absolutely ravishing mm. in just a beautiful knit poncho mm. s- speaking into her wine glass into the microphone. Mm. <laughs> 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 with a folder of information, Katie Miriam. I oh, did, I brought, mm-hmm.
2: thank you for that lovely description. I am compensating for so many things right now. The sweater <laughs> compensates for how broken out I am. Do we need to talk about this on this podcast? I don't know.
0: We you, can you look run up radiant, you mm, lying okay. bitch. <laughs>
2: All right, well, I don't know which one of us is lying right now.
0: I'm very excited that you brought a folder because I love it when a guest brings research. I, yeah, I did some
2: R&D, what's it called? Research, Research and development. development. Is that That's what, what that I did? Is? I did some R&D. You did some,
1: I was going to make a sex it sounds joke. That's so cool and when,
2: it's, when you say R&D, I think.
1: Yeah, or a sex joke.
0: <laughs> I did some <laughs> TNA. Honestly, it mostly just sounds like party drugs. But what are we talking about today? Um, I am bringing you a story of glamour, glitz,
2: uniforms, men in uniforms, and some murder. Ah, I'm going to talk about- how, Is it Clue? <laughs> to talk about like, yeah, pretty much based on. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to talk about a place called the Hollywood Canteen. I'm so excited you
1: brought this because nobody's even suggested it yet. Well, I I'm, know nothing.
2: See, I, I'm so surprised by that. I thought that everybody had at least a little bit of an inkling of this place, and most people, including people that
1: are really kind of historical gurus you know mm.
2: don't seem to really know a it. yeah no yeah. my
1: parents are from the valley and i don't know what you're talking about so
2: like i don't know how to feel
1: but i'm really happy <laughs> maybe that once I you to start, tell you all about it yeah it also might be one of those stoner things of once you start talking about it i'm like oh yeah, that yeah. could happen yeah,
0: yeah yeah okay so tell us what it
2: was okay yeah. sure so if you go south of sunset on cuenga mm-hmm. you will see nothing but what used <laughs> to be there <laughs> was a barn structure that they turned into a nightclub. In 1942 was when Betty Davis, one (gasps) Betty Davis and one John Garfield, uh, bought and made into what they call the Hollywood Canteen for servicemen and women. And that was the whole idea. That was the whole concept. Was a way for all the Hollywood types to volunteer, basically, in the war effort.
1: Oh, and we'll party with them. That's yeah, how we'll volunteer. That's exactly what it was. But That is like a morale, a more morale booster. It really, like a really U.S.O.
0: kind of thing. But, but like more they more busy. don't
1: see, and they don't have to go anywhere. <laughs>
2: exactly. It was like it, because a lot of them were being were coming through L.A. on their way in and out of tours. Oh, okay, they're getting shipped over oh. to Japan and mm-hmm. whatever in the islands. And so they were coming through LA a lot, and so you know on their nights where they were here, where they are stationed here, they would get. And you, your uniform was your ticket in; it was free, and then they, they had free food and beverages. No alcohol, but it was all free. Oh, when they snuck For it in. Th-
1: what I said. Oh, when they snuck it I in. I mean, they
2: might have. I don't know. But maybe they, not. They had. I mean, I think that, that sounds lovely. It was. Our, I was impressed by how like up close and personal these. Soldiers Mm -hmm. straight off the battlefield could get with uh, Shirley Temple and Judy Garland and, you know, Betty Davis. Everybody was like dancing with these guys and like serving them and cleaning up and they're doing all the stuff. And it wasn't just even starlets, you know, the A-list stars or B-list starlets Mm -hmm. or anything like that. There was also grips and directors and writers. Like there was 3000 volunteers of the industry just working at this place. They got all the food donated and Like, no, I think they had to buy some of it. But, you know, a lot of it was like a big effort of the industry at the time. Yes, absolutely. MGM was like the studio that was kind of behind it. But it was mostly Betty Davis and John Garland. Mm. And so, you know, the one one of the cool things I liked about this story is how, for instance, no segregation. You know, this was 42 to 45. Oh, wow. Right. And and. There was one point, I guess, where, as the anecdote goes, somebody started making a big deal about it Mm. in the canteen. Mm. So Betty Davis grabs the mic, and she's like, the black soldiers took the same bullets that the white soldiers did, so they're gonna get the same service.
0: It's like, yeah, That's amazing, considering the only other place place. that really did that kind of thing in Los Angeles at the time period was Clifton's Cafeteria. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: A place I love as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know quite a bit about a lot of these old Hollywood hangs that I find very interesting because, like, whether it's Canteen or like certain parts regarding to Clifton's, I I didn't even know most of the facts that you brought up, really? like the uh, Cold Case that. Oh yeah, Clifton's Cold
2: Case. I also have a murder story for Hollywood <laughs> Canteen. But, Ooh, um, Clifton's Cold Case was uh, one of the owners. Um, she was eighty-three years old. This was only two thousand six, and like right about when the time that they bought Clifton's instead of rented it, you know, the family mm. bought it. Mm. Uh, she was found murdered in her sixteen-story high-rise penthouse. She was stabbed. Eighty-three years old. Jesus. Cold case. Oops. They have no idea. They don't know, and they don't even know who would, because you know, they're very philanthropic family. Yeah, and
0: really, w- the only enemies they ever made that were public We're like, we discussed this in episode one, but like Clifford Clinton was sniffed out police corruption. Oh. Uh, for fun. Yeah. What a hero. Not because it was a thing to do, but he just was really good with numbers and he was just like, hey, have you guys noticed you're losing a ton of money?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Oops. Oops. I uh, have a question. Yeah. Did
1: you, because you're not from LA, right? Yeah. You're from Midwest, right? Yeah. Midwest. So, it's Midwest. A it's a whole area. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But did you start, start researching these bars and stuff once you moved out here? Or were you like... Um, it was Looking kind of,
2: you know, I went to film school and part of that is history classes or whatever. So some of this stuff just came up naturally. Uh-huh. Like uh, another reason why I know about Clifton's is because uh, the guy that helped design it is one of Walt Disney's best friends, which is why you kind of get the Disney vibe. Ah. That's what it is. Yeah. So, you know, you just start, you, you get these connections and sort of um the hollywood canteen was also made into a movie starring betty davis and 61 other stars based on the hollywood canteen so it was actually one of the more successful movies in that time period
1: by far so is the movie called the hollywood canteen i want to watch they were very
2: creative (laughs) (laughs) and it was like it was a movie it was about um the millionth soldier that came through they gave him like he got all these kisses and he got dances and he was just given all this special treatment. So it was the that was what the movie was based on. But it's like you know, high conflict, action packed. Um, <laughs> uh, but that really happened. They they served yeah. a million soldiers in the first year, and by the time three years, they served about three million people. That's crazy. Yeah, it was and intact. incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. And um, I'm trying to think. They had they had a uh, well, when they closed, because the war was over, mm-hmm. they had something like $500,000 in their account still from the movie and whatever else. So like, they made uh, a charity for, I believe it's for servicemen, and it's still going on based on that money. Oh, so, wow. That's
1: nice. Yeah.
2: So it was like this whole charity charitable thing. And I think Betty Davis won um, the highest civilian award you can get for wartime effort. I don't know what it's called, but. That's what my folder. Basically, wore. like a uh,
0: <laughs> congratulations the on the war effort kind of thing. Like you're a one lady USO. Yeah, because she. Uh, yeah, she kind of was. Oh my god, I hate sneezing on podcasts. Because when I started, I can't stop. I've okay. been
1: hiccuping and burping up a storm. I'm just trying not to do it. Oh, no, Into I the. I, I'm sure everyone can hear it. No, uh, no I, what, I'm
0: going <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> no, I ask the question.
1: You said Bless just,
0: you. I've been trying to get this question out and not sneeze at the same time for forever. Uh, you said there's a murder tied to the canteen. Tell us a little bit oh, more I about that. Oh, I was, at, I was gonna. I wasn't gonna. She looked up a thing from earlier yeah, while I was you were sneezing. To, oh. no! No, but
1: it's, why would you want to her Vanessa? I didn't know she was I looking up. No, no,
2: no, it's totally fine. So <laughs> I, I will help. I, okay, so here's how I'll wrap that in. Uh, Betty Davis gave these girls um, like. Pointers on how to talk to these guys. Oh, they was charts. Really? Oh no, God. I just have pronounced. <laughs> I didn't make anything myself. <laughs> but um, so she had these rules for them for how to do it because you know, it's like, it's starlets. It's like girls that are 19, 18, 20, mm. you know, like that age. And then like soldiers missing limbs. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's like, yeah. It's
1: An 18 year old doesn't know what crazy, to say. Yeah,
2: it's a crazy if you think about it like everybody looks like they're in their 40s in the, in the 40s you know yeah. <laughs> everybody's like all the hair and everything I don't know does everybody look older to me well they've lived but they lived gotta, a harder life yeah that's true but, <laughs>
0: but makeup you, is you, heavier too yes. ha.
2: but there's these people are so young and they, anyway so she has these tips she's like forget the wounds remember the man don't be over
1: Salacious. Thank you. <laughs> what does that mean? They
2: spelled it wrong here. But anyway.
0: Salacious, basically like uh, too overly flirty. Oh, OK. Don't try to sell it too hard. Right. But, yeah. then
2: the, but she says, or not too controlled.
0: Or not too controlled.
2: Thank me. you. a little bit far away. <laughs> <laughs> to the point of indifference. They, they spelled, they miss. Anyway.
1: It's walk, um, walk that line.
2: She said, you learn to use the word prosthetics instead of artificial limbs. And never say it could have been worse. You know? That's so those thoughtful, yeah, and then Going she said, and, it, yeah. yeah, and then she says, if he wants to tell you about what happened in the war, listen, but don't ask any questions, because he you know you should not get any more information than what he wants to give, stuff
1: like that, like she was very thoughtful, about yeah, it. that's just stuff everyone should know about talking to someone <laughs> right, but you're talking, but you think about like but, who these people, yeah. are. yeah, no, 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 they're, it, like, they're babies, yeah. they
2: don't know, well, yeah, and they're like trying to get famous, yeah, like that, but like um. <laughs> Just everybody, everybody helped out. Like Marlene Dietrich, G- Dietrich. <laughs> this is why I'm not good With on podcasts. With those beautiful thin eye, razor thin eyebrows yeah. that somehow worked on only her face. Yeah. She would come f- straight from her set covered in gold paint because apparently Kismet or something like that was, was what she was working on at the time. And she mm. was d- a dancer, like a gypsy type dancer covered in gold paint, so she'd Ugh. show up like that. And this, it just, if you can imagine, like these boys coming back from war, just like, what is my life? And then you finding know? out that
0: the movie magic is not only real, but being catered to them.
2: Right. <laughs> right. So, so this, these young girls, and they're, they have to deal with these guys. And, you know, we don't talk about PTSD back in the 40s and things like that. They would like say shell shocker. Right. No,
1: they don't know how, how like any of psychology works, no. let alone
2: PTSD. <laughs> right, right. So, these guys are just like being exposed to these beautiful women. And one of them was um, this heiress of an oil tycoon, uh, Georgette. Beardorf. I'm gonna go with Beardorf as my pronunciation of that name. Beardorf. Beardorf. <laughs> um, and she uh, was an heiress, so she had a lot of money, and uh, so she she lived above a family that like cleaned her house. You know what I mean? And they heard her scream one night <laughs> that she was just like quiet, 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 and then she screamed, "Oh, stop! You're killing me!" And then they found her the next day in the bathroom. In the in the tub, the tub was full of water. Her face was down, and she had like a cloth stuffed down her throat. And she'd been raped and strangled. And uh, they think like because of uh, people that were trying to dance with her and like mess with her at the Hollywood Canteen where she worked Mm -hmm. that night. They think it was a man in, in military uniform. Yeah, and they saw you know people saw you know her with military men. Sometimes she would let them stay at her apartment which I think she was asking for. I mean.
0: yeah. <laughs> she was clearly asking for. She it. was a woman and alive and breathing. What right. a slut. Right, but
2: she, you know, she ha- so what she looked like was a beautiful woman with dark curly hair, okay? Mm-hmm. Who does that remind you of?
0: Black Dahlia. Yes.
2: And later oh. later this murder was connected to the Black Dahlia which happened four years later, or something like that, because this was 1943. Well, that's
0: also really interesting, because the Black Dahlia also had a brief connection to a military man as well, because one of the last men she was seen with was a man that uh, had just come from being stationed in Fort Bliss, Texas.
2: Yeah, well, okay, so I don't know, I started getting into this guy, guy who basically says his dad did it, but, it's, it's like it's like a whole thing, but his, the dad was named George Hodel, or I don't know how do you say that either Beardorf. yeah, <laughs> H o d e l, And he, he, he found some stuff in his dad's effects when his dad died. And then he started like they were weird things, and he started like, looking into it, and he found out his dad was one of six suspects for the Black Dahlia murder. Wow And he had no idea. And so okay, so I'm going back to Beardorf now, okay? Nineteen forty-three. She's working at the canteen. She's murdered. And a year after she's found, there's a note found by a schoolgirl on her way to school in front of her apartment, Beardorf's apartment, that basically, it's written in third person, but it's like a year ago, uh, Georgette Berdorf was murdered in her apartment and uh, her murderer is going to be at the Hollywood canteen from now until a month from now or whatever it was. I can't remember the... Expand of time, wearing uniform and you know basically catch me if you can type of a, a, wow. a note that was meant for the newspapers and they they put it in the newspapers and anyway, the Hollywood canteen was mentioned after she uh, was definitely trailed home from the Hollywood canteen, and uh, then he went on to murder other
0: <laughs> other women around L.A. Uh, what? Initially, I mean, I know you had mentioned film school, but do you feel like there's something in you that kind of attracts you to these older locations and building in Los Angeles that kind of held like this part of history where civilians can mingle with celebrities a little bit easier? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it was a completely different time, obviously. You know, can you imagine any location ever where like even people who are vetted get to hang out with like stars like that? Like, yeah. All the top stars one on one and they're like serving you and you know dancing with you and everything like you know it's, it's interesting because it, it was supposed to be um, desegregated you know that's what it was but if you hear some people say it was like not quite as desegregated as it should have been and mm. also women were supposed to be allowed in Service women, but some of them said, you know, we were regulated to this tiny room upstairs, and like Ugh. only the guys got to dance with the, stars, the starlets, and we got to watch all the fun. So it's like, you know, it's like,
0: how glamorous was it, and how wonderful was it? I don't know. And then part of it's also like, what has that lens that history gives things where it's a little bit sweeter than it actually was?
2: Yeah, right. right. But I do think that I do think that they did a lot for those men. I mean, the white men had a, le- a great time, <laughs> 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 but uh, no. But I, I think it would it would probably be you know quite the morale lifter to e- either on your way out to war or on your way back in to be able to go out and party for free. Yeah, with, with all these women that you you know
0: and had, you had Judy pinned Garland up in you your foxhole.
1: Yeah, it's like having some cheerleaders there, like you know. Yeah.
0: Pinned yeah, up in your foxhole is probably going to be the title of this episode. Pinned yeah. in <laughs> foxhole. Because it is a great out of context uh, yeah, sentence. What are some of your favorite facts or events that might have come from the canteen? Facts or events? Or just kind of like stories that you heard about the canteen about celebrities. Like um, one of my favorite... Examples of just how insane old Hollywood used to be is uh, Musso and Frank's, which is the oldest steakhouse in Los Angeles. Uh, Charlie Chaplin used to raise people there on horseback, and whoever was last had to pay for everything.
2: That's amazing. Uh, Where did yeah. you get all the horses?
0: I think you
1: just, that, you know. Charlie <laughs> Chaplin had some horses. He had did horse he? money. Or was I don't he like know. the only one that got a horse. He was like, he's you like, see yeah. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs>
2: too bad you didn't bring a horse to this horse race (laughs) Um, you know I kind of told you my favorite tidbit which was Mm. when she grabbed the mic and was like this is you know everybody gets here yeah Yeah. everybody gets the same service you fuckers essentially because she was Betty Davis so she got to do that Um, I don't know I mean you know there's like a I could go through like the list of people who volunteered there it's it's ridiculous the fame that's um You know Joan Crawford
0: wow that's a
1: big one already yeah Yeah. she doesn't serve nobody what's amazing about that is Betty
2: Davis and Joan Crawford hate each other yeah so much so much yeah she's like when she died Betty Davis is like uh you don't speak anything ill of the dead just good so Joan Crawford's dead good
0: That was a next level old timey kind of shade that could only really exist between Joan and Betty. Uh And there's a lot of like professionally written letters of just like, don't hire that bitch and her staying pussy, a hater. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She was like, she's fucked everybody on the MGM lot except for Lassie. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Or they would talk about how like one of them smelled or they were, it, it was the pettiest, shadiest thing. And I always try and wonder. What changed between them and now where some of these stories almost seem a little bit more zanier and over the top than they used to be? Because uh, I feel like now we have so much more access to news and media, internet, and constant updates that we don't have that disconnect that we used There's to. not like the game of telephone being played through everyone. Yeah. It's like you
1: actually have these feeds where you can hear like celebrities and then you. Find Unless out some, I mean, dogs. I'm sure they're not the ones writing their Twitter. But. I
0: know, but it's just kind of like finding out, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, this one celebrity only speaks in emoji, or this one <laughs> doesn't between there and there. And I feel like back then, because we had less access to them, you like put them on a pedestal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were also they they also
2: got like lessons in how to act and speak, and you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. They were taught because they were basically the property of the uh, you know studios. So the studios made sure that they acted like ladies, like in a league of their own. They had (laughs)
0: dictation (laughs) lessons, and they had manners lessons, and they would also uh, pump Judy Garland full of uh, drugs to keep her awake and make her go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Judy
2: Garland, uh, volunteer at the Hollywood Canteen.
0: Yep.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, it was
2: basically everybody. Fred Astaire, Frank Sinatra.
1: Everybody, I'm gonna say something dumb, but Judy Garland is uh Dorothy, right?
0: Yes, yeah. okay, cool. I just needed to make sure I knew Judy yeah. Garland is like Britney Spears, and that I can't talk about her without crying. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Well, I mean, I can't talk about Britney yeah. without crying because she's just like my mental health icon in terms of like somebody that can have an absolute meltdown and be like, I'm okay, I'm fine, and I built it back together and not in denial of that. Right? Judy Garland was someone where it was just like this really beautiful, talented person. Uh, that was in a whole crap ton of pain yeah. because her parents and the industry only saw her as something to make money out of. Mm-hmm. And so they essentially treated her like a racehorse. They would like pump her with uppers and pump her with downers. And like she was fucking molested by everybody in the industry around her because nobody wanted to like take care of this clearly little girl. They would make her smoke cigarettes and only eat chicken soup to keep her figure down. Like, uh, she was was very heavily controlled and you can kind of hear it in later performances of Over the Rainbow where it's just like, oh, they broke this person. Yeah. Uh, And Judy's like a really good example of that sheen that Hollywood used to have where it's this beautiful shiny thing, but it's just like, oh, you ruined a life in order to create this beautiful shiny thing. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: What was that? um, What was this show, the movie that they made about her, where the behind the scenes, basically, of The Wizard of Oz, and they're just like, keep your eyes open, your eyes
1: open, get your eyes wide. And it's just like, her eyes are as wide as they go. Like, Jesus. I can't remember, but I know, like. I want to see that. I've never seen whatever you're talking about. I want to cry
0: hard. Yeah. (laughs) Her only friend on set was actually the Wicked Witch.
1: Yeah, Um, and then she gets severely burned, right? Well. uh, From, like, that one. I'm
0: not sure. That might be Hollywood myth. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd have to double check on that one. But with Judy Garland, the main actors actually ignored her because they didn't like the attention that a teenager was getting. Ugh. So the only person that was actually kind to her on set was the witch. Don't forget Toto, you guys. Well, to- <laughs> well dogs are good for everyone. Dogs
2: are so Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that she probably... I, i'm projecting entirely but i think that this hollywood canteen might have been a place where she could feel good because most of the anecdotes that you hear about the stars is that at the very least uh you're a woman in a sea of men that are there to praise you <laughs> and, and at most you're doing something good for your country you know it was like a very united front i yeah. mean even in, even the building of the when they constructed the building it was all free labor of the grips and the electricians and everything from the m- movie industry and,
1: and when, when has that happened ever yeah the or, all, movie industry like giving away everything it does not happen well cuz they were make well, weren't they making so much money from the studio system cuz the actors weren't making as much well, money yeah, the, Also,
2: the yeah. You mean like the B-listers and stuff. yeah. Like I think when you got to be like Betty Davis, for instance, you had some money, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. the people that weren't yeah, Betty right. Davis,
2: <laughs> right? The, the people that were the <laughs> cocktail waitresses and getting murdered at the Hollywood. <laughs> <King>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: uh, what I
1: love about that. Story. But that is really
0: cool. There's there's more money to there's more money to spend also. It was back when it was before the '70s when war efforts were very much like we're here for the boys. We're here for the boys because yeah. in the '70s is where we saw 180s in our treatments of the troops, uh, right. and it it hasn't really been where it was when it was like at the canteen. No, yeah, no. that was like
2: you were fighting for a good cause, and like it, so many actors wanted to be in the military and they couldn't be. Like for instance, John Garfield who was the co-owner of the Hollywood canteen, tried to, but he had a heart condition, so that's why he really wanted to do something like this. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: so. But uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say something else, and then I got. Was it about
0: Judy Garland? Maybe, I can't remember. Was it about Judy Garland's daughter? Oh, gosh. Well, we don't know what we're saying, (laughs) I know what we should do. Vanessa, studio Uh-oh. headphones. You know what they are. We, we you have know a the plug. discount's fifteen <sighs> percent off. You know that they're wireless, and you know that the code is Walk fifteen. W a l k one five. Shortest promo we've had so far, and we're back.
1: Oh, we didn't say our tag. So, they're so cozy. cozy.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we, for the most part, stay on track because I don't know how much brain I have left in me with wine. Oh, that's fair. I was just like, I also was wine? like, I got to get this in
1: before <laughs> no, we're no, done. <laughs> exactly. Get it
0: in before I finish this wine and I start talking about, like, you could tell that Liza Manelli really just wanted to make Judy happy. <laughs> I really wanted to say
1: that's what she said at the end when you started that because it started with, like, get that in me before I finish. That wine. Mm, but, stop it. But then you kept talking, so I couldn't I mean you what you said Good. was better than
0: what I Good. That's what she said. Good. <laughs> wine gives me
2: my brain, so I'll take
0: yours. If you, <laughs> I it need very more much power. is your Popeye spinach.
2: Yeah, thank you. That's what I want to be known for. <laughs> Tell my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, uh,
0: Katie's mom. <laughs> Wine is her Popeye spinach. Your daughter has beautiful cheekbones. You
2: know <laughs> It's true. You know my my sister gave me a wine of the month club and it just came today and I'm very excited. That's
0: very, a nice very gift. Off
2: topic because they didn't allow booze at the Hollywood canteen. Springing
1: <laughs> <laughs> it back around you guys. <laughs> You're they had to great. have flasks. They, that's what I was thinking. Like it was who prime didn't flask to Have a flask. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure that they did. And also, I mean, if you see some of these pictures, those guys are not over. Yeah. Just, they didn't get like that look eating the chips. You know, because <laughs> they, they did, didn't get that look eating the chips. Eating the chips. Because there's a there's a picture that I've seen. It's pretty prominent of Shirley Temple holding this giant bowl of chips behind a bar, but she's still about a foot and a half back from the bar, and she, her arms are fully outstretched, so that <laughs> she's not that close. And they're on the other side of the bar, and they are reaching like animals into this bowl. And she's like, she's smiling to her, she's an actress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's smiling really big. But the men are smiling like ravenous wolves, and she's just like, <laughs> "Take it,
0: take it, yeah. don't touch me." <laughs> she's like, she's feeding lions. She's like,
2: ah. It's really funny. <laughs> That's adorable and terrifying. Yeah. I mean, she was not a child. Don't think of Shirley Temple, the child. Oh, think of Shirley I was Temple thinking of the,
1: the young adult. <laughs> Children don't. T- oh, they
0: do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she managed to survive childhood in Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I know considering just earlier we were talking about child uh Hollywood mothers and daughters and we're just kind of like wow there's a lot of a lot of wine and a lot of wine and pain in between because you got uh Judy Garland and Liza Minnelli and then you've got Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher yes uh and I feel like with all of these stories it it, it just circles back to that like Joan Crawford Mommy Dearest yeah. where it's like Oh God! I want to be
1: everything. That Fuck! Hollywood are those all the people? For you. I yeah. want to like pick. Can I? Yeah, be, you can, While you, you guys can talk, I'm going just pick.
2: pick them out.
1: It, it's, I'm just gonna interrupt with This list you with is three
2: pages long. <laughs> I like. I like how it's all threes. If you think about it, it was open for three years. They served three million troops and uh, three thousand <gasps> movie industry. Eva
1: Gabor. Yeah, I and, like her. I mean, it's like literally anybody you could think of in the '40s. There's someone named Jinx, and I just want to say Jinx Monsoon, but that's not right. That's a drag queen.
0: Although that's probably where she got her name from. Right, this is Jinx Fa- Falkenberg. Yeah. Uh, a lot of drag queens like to get their names from a lot of old Hollywood era actresses.
1: Did we say Ava Gardner?
0: Uh, no, but you just did. Yeah. I, I said it. And I think a big reason for that is they had that like larger than life... <gasps> One foot long mink eyelashes. Uh, yeah. Obviously not one foot long, but I'm being very hyperbolic.
1: Should I know who Butterfly McQueen is?
0: No, but it's a great name. It's a fantastic name, also the Marx
1: Brothers, who uh, who didn't want to fuck Harpo, am I right? Right. <laughs> they had something for everyone. Is that everyone. not a normal thing? <laughs> they had something for everyone at the Hollywood canteen. <laughs> Vanessa just looked at me like something clicked that's I'm never I'm sorry, I just n- I've, never,
0: I've heard girls say things like, wow, Buster Keaton, They're like, man, Humphrey Bogart. Jessica might be the first one I've ever say heard say.
2: Do you know what movie Buster Keaton says his only line on screen? No, what is what that? What is it? Uh, Sunset Boulevard.
1: Because
2: oh. he's older and he's playing poker. Do you guys remember the movie? No. I seen Sunset Boulevard.
1: Well, never mind. Also, I would like Tell to say that Char- <laughs> Charlie Chaplin is still hotter than Harpo. That's all I wanted to say. I <laughs> know what was the only line? Uh, I can't even remember the line now, but he's- <laughs> You just baited us. Ah, I just, I, uh, Google. should know. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, phone's in, my phone's in airplane mode. <laughs> I found my new drag name. Ah. What is it? Fanny Bryce.
0: Mm. I hate it. Ah. <laughs> uh, we gotta give you some Fanny Bryce contouring then.
1: Also, yeah.
0: Lena Horn and Bob
1: Hope, am I right, you guys?
2: Yeah. So, I just wanna, like, touch on the murder again. Yes, murder. <laughs> if I can. Um, Go I, on the murder I and it, take the list from Jessica because really, she's going to get stuck. I think it's really, really fascinating. Give me a. I I want one Jessica. more.
1: <laughs> Ginger um,
2: Rogers. That's my last oh. one. I'm sorry. Oh, was so... I'm sorry. You should do. I like Ginger what? Rogers. She's in like the surf movies Gin, and stuff. Ginger Fanny. Can you do a combo of the two drag names? Yeah, um,
1: Ginger Fanny, Ginger Fanny is way funnier, but I'm not <laughs> a redhead, so that can't be my drag name. Yeah. Sorry. Talk about murder. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: um. So... I think it was October 11th was the date that she went home and then so the guy that thinks it's her his dad that did all these murders of these women yeah. Oh, yeah. uh his dad's birthday was October 11th and he was going to be back in the Hollywood canteen according to that note by October 11th anyway um Ooh. but what I want to say is that um oh, man I lost it <laughs> This is my brain. I need more wine. Um, Here, you can finish mine. No, it's, um, (laughs) so here's what's interesting. So he killed the heiress on, in 1943. Okay. And then the canteen, it closes on Victory Day. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving Day, 1945. And Black Dahlia doesn't happen until 1947. So there's a murder that happens before the heiress that they think is connected. Mm -hmm. And then he lost his hunting ground and doesn't, know how to kill anybody for like four years or something or like two years after they close and then he goes on this really big according to these conspiracies that it, they're all related but he they must bu- be because like they're
1: very related. He was busy planning. Yeah, maybe. He had
2: planning Maybe, maybe he was busy making those kids that later investigated all his murders. I don't know.
0: This I wonder k- if the area has haunting rumors. Ooh. Yeah,
1: I, I
2: mean, I really wish that it was something to look at like the place. It's just, I think it's just a parking garage. You know, like I really want to
1: let's do a seance in the parking garage. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, this is me having wine. I'm like, let's do a thing. Yeah, let's just Just plan
0: for something. Let's just do a thing that we won't do. There's a few (laughs) places that I've been wanting to see if I can get like a psychic or a ghost hunter or something and kind of do an old Hollywood take a walk with someone like that Mm -hmm. and uh, go to a lot of these areas because there's a lot of extravagant deaths. Yeah. In the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. You got your, your Pegant whistles, uh, yeah. who jumped off the Hollywood sign that we've covered on here before. Uh, who, rumor says, received a note afterwards saying that she got a part for a play. Uh, so, you know, just comedians, if you're listening, maybe Saturday Night Live is coming. Uh, <laughs> hold off one more day. <laughs> hold off one more day. Um, also, it's <laughs> illegal to go
2: to the Hollywood sign, so I figure
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly because of that. Yeah. <laughs> what are some other locations that you liked from that era that kind of tie into it? Kind of like Clifton's or the
2: canteen or um, well, I mean, Musos. You know, back then, it was like all dirt roads. It wasn't all dirt roads, but it was like mm. more dirt roads and barns, you know? You yeah. think about things like that, that, That I find that crazy. Well, I
0: know the Walt Disney Barn is still up where he had like model trains and where he had some of his concepts for early Disneyland ideas and other park ideas. Just really mean things about Jews Is that there? the Burbank?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that the Burbank campus?
0: Uh, it's near Burbank. It's over by the Hollywood Bowl and it's actually a barn that you can walk through where some of his early like concept stuff was oh. including like some like an early idea for the monorail. Oh, okay. Uh, it was it was it was a lot of barn heavy cuz I know a it lot barn of these heavy. older museums as well are just like barns where a thing happened. Yeah, yeah. And we forget <laughs> that the old we forget that old Los Angeles was a little bit of the old west. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs>
2: it didn't have a lot of people. Like the, there was uh, the slew of murders in the if uh, i obsessed with murder. Um slew of <laughs> murders in the 40s that they never solved and they think it's because of all these influx of service people that weren't there cuz there it wasn't the huge population that it is now. No. It was like mostly stars and that's why they felt free to walk around and give people rides home and you know serve them chips behind a bar you know and then surely like surely Shirley, like Shirley, like Shirley. she looked a little terrified but nobody else really did. i'm gonna
0: look up that picture there's I a lot of great old pictures you can find from the canteen because there's one that i really love of uh, uh it wasn't from the canteen but it was like a related event afterwards where i believe it was like a younger lucille ball and desi arnaz uh
2: Okay, her arms aren't as outstretched as I said. Playing bingo somewhere. There she is. Uh, she they made her keep that, that hair. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. They, they definitely had very tailored appearances for everyone. Like PR right. people, their word was God when it came to creating mm-hmm. a human being. One of my favorite places in the universe, and this is actually, it was in Orange County, but it was based on this era. Was I was just telling Samir about this, actually. The Hollywood Wax Museum. Yeah. Oh, I've never uh, been. It was in Orange County. It was my favorite little corner of the universe. It was the Hollywood Land Wax Museum. That's what took, that's what separated. Hollywood Land? Yeah, that's what that was s- the original sign. Because the original sign was Hollywood Land. So it was from the era from when it said Hollywood Land. Uh-huh. So it was the Hollywood Land Wax Museum, and it was in Orange County. And instead of like the wax museums you see, when you go to Hollywood now, where it's like, uh, here's a wax figure of like Justin Timberlake, or like someone now, and it's accurate, they would create wax figures and uh, backgrounds of famous scenes. So you can like walk through Spartacus and walk through Singing in the Rain and walk through Jaws. I love that. uh, All of these different movies (laughs) and they would recreate these old Hollywood scenes. uh, And it was one of my favorite places in the universe. Because for a kid who otherwise wouldn't have access to a lot of these movies or know who the fuck these people are, you're walking through them and you're just kind of like, mom, who is this man singing on a pole while it's raining and tell me all about him, because I like his toes. Uh, <laughs> what? Gene, <Jean>, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why do you? It, it was when I was watching Singing in the Rain and they had that scene where he was uh, balanced on the pole in the middle of the song with the umbrella in the air. Yeah, what and, about his toes? Because he had pointed them and I had never seen a man do like ballet or dance like oh, that okay, before. Oh, okay, but he's wearing like closed-toed shoes. He's wearing closed-toed it's shoes. It's just that he's doing like a ballet foot. I had just never seen a man with good form. Okay. Uh, because I was in the loafers. And then you saw (laughs) (laughs) the man light in the loafers. (laughs) I came up in a time when Etnies were a shoe. So watching a man that didn't clunk around was fascinating to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. I (laughs) forget Etnies or Echo or uh, every other skate shoe brand that made you look like you had hooves. See, the first time I
1: saw a drag queen in real life I was like (laughs) ten. I saw some men with some pointed toes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Point. What are um, we looking up, Katie? What's in our packet? To, I'm, ty-
2: I'm trying to figure out what the what the um, name of the. Uh, Things she got the medal she got from the government was. Oh. I can't find it though. So whatever. Well,
0: tweet at us if any of you find out the name of the award that she won. Because yeah, yeah. I'm actually fascinated by this and I didn't know that there was things that would given out civil that were given out to civilians yeah. for for their the own efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well you um, just have to be Betty Davis. Right. Oh yeah. You have
2: to have Betty Davis eyes. I
1: was right about to uh, I was waiting for was an hour. You got <laughs> it first uh, also I feel like we should have said in the beginning like take a shot every time you hear Betty Davis yeah. uh,
2: oh we honey, haven't been doing that <laughs> no, my, my wine is gone I'll let the listeners know and um do you no, want to finish mine no you don't want it
0: you're Why about you doing to say just give it Just take I it. I want to tell
2: you guys about the Hollywood sign though tell, tell, tell us about Hollywood Hollywood sign. me about <laughs> it used to say Hollywood land was so as funny. we discussed do you know <laughs> Vanessa's really
0: mad at me <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's, uh, the it's the eyes of a mother I mean, saying tone it down, everything,
2: Jessica. Everything that just happened was adorable to watch. I would say. <laughs> <Tell us goodbye. laughs> um, so it used to be Hollywoodland. <laughs> sorry, it used to be called uh, Hollywood Hollywoodland, and the sign was built by people from Kansas. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, oh you're bitch. from Kansas. I'm from
2: Kansas. They came out here, and then somewhere along their way out here, they uh, were. Like met up with somebody they knew on his ranch called Hollywood Land. So he, they want they liked it. Even though there were no, like, it's, there's no holly trees or whatever it yeah. was out here. They were like, I really like the name. And then they built that sign on their property. Holly's a kind of tree. I think. It yeah.
0: You know, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Pa- la 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 Holly's I, a thing. I
1: really wanted to say no, I'm a Jew, but I like obviously know that song. <laughs> you're, you're alive <laughs> and in an English speaking country. I didn't think about how that was a tree ever.
0: I've never realized that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm here to learn, you guys. You're learning a lot, and I'm proud of you for it. Trust your process, Jessica. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wine should never be served on this podcast. I don't drink before I perform ever, and I just
1: want everyone to know that. Oh, I know. That's why I mispronounced all the names.
0: (laughs) Because with a little bit of wine, Jessica goes giggly, and I just go into, like, aggressive Mom. My cheeks are warm
2: carrie grant
0: carrie grant hollywood canteen closeted homosexual uh, there were so so many. All of
2: them. That's have you ever fair. seen
0: a documentary called the celluloid closet yes bitch. it's one of my favorite things in the universe it's so I good seen it. i saw i took a new queer cinema class at one point see i actually That's saw it in I a sat. cinema class as as well i actually saw it in two different classes a cinema class and a um Sexual psychology class, uh-huh. and it's basically about how directors used to hide coded queer characters mm-hmm. uh, or oh, yeah. coded queer themes in their movies, or how, like, I mean. S- yeah, and sometimes they weren't that coded. Not that right coded though? at all. Right, though? And <laughs> how they would know it while they were doing it and hope that it would slip past everyone. Yeah. And The Celluloid Closet is interviews with those directors where they're just like, oh, I absolutely wrote Spartacus is gay. Uh, yeah. Spartacus yeah. is yeah. so gay. Or like with Ben Hur. That's like Clueless. Yeah, or like Ben Hur, where uh, <laughs> They're like, I want you to play it like you've been in love with him and you missed him this entire time, but we're not going to tell the a- other actor about this. Oh, oh yeah, I that's mean, fun. You
2: watch some of those movies, and they had to hide a lot. I mean, they also had to hide straight sex, you know. Yeah. So yeah. there's codes for that too. But I mean, sometimes it was just like so. Like watching as a modern audience, I think we pick up on it faster than the audience did back then. A hundred percent. And I'm sure so there was
1: obvious. I'm sure there was still like a group of people within the people that watched it then that were like, come on, yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, they're the other queers. Yeah, exactly. Fans of
2: Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judy um, Garland. I mean, even Scar in Lion King is clearly a gay character that they tried to hide.
1: <laughs> like, there's a lot of things. I life. have never thought about that. Oh, sure. girl. I need to, to film school. I You'll find to, gay characters all over the place. <laughs> bitch, I went to film school. Bitch. Actually, I went to a regular school. Oh, no, knock your thing off. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. The cough drop should be thrown away. It's oh, fine. I'm it still so bad. picking I it up. Probably we should probably, Trump, Trump, Jessica. Uh- <laughs> uh, the alarm that went off earlier was that we're supposed to wrap up soon. Oh no. I usually stop it beforehand, but this time I had wine. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: With a little bit, of, no, Why? never apologize Why are you sorry? You? I don't know. <laughs> we love you. Because we drank wine, I'm not sure.
1: No, don't be, if I, I wouldn't have had it if I didn't want it, oh, baby. Oh God. So good. <laughs> some sweaty balls up in there. Mm, yeah. So before
0: we go, uh, what are some movies that you can maybe recommend to our listeners from like actors that you really liked that were involved in the Hollywood Canteen since it's not someplace that they can visit uh. so they can get a little bit of taste of the opulence? Yeah. I mean, I think I've mentioned a
2: couple of them. Go see the Hollywood Canteen if you want to know. I mean, they shot it there. You mm. know, if you want to uh, experience what
0: the Hollywood version of
2: itself is. <laughs> <laughs> what the dramatized version of self-praise in Hollywood was.
0: And also, whatever happened to Baby Jane, if you want to get some really good insight to the Bette Davis and Joan Crawford feud? Oh, yeah. I gotta, I've never
2: seen it. They just kept stealing each other's man and shit. That's what I heard. It's oh, oh, no girl.
0: girl. <laughs> the movie itself is basically the last, the, the last thing they ever did together, and it was basically the director like, we know that you guys hate each other and we aren't playing off of this, because they were both in an older age yeah. at this time. And uh, it was very hard for an older woman to have a role. Right. So they were just like, fine, we'll do it, but we'll do it hating each other this entire time. Uh, right. So it's a r- another really good movie to kind of get a taste of that like stank of the mm. era. Mm.
2: Just mm. I love sh- a good the claws were so sharp, you know? Love a good stick.
0: Oh, and a little Postcards from the Edge, because it's a very good old Hollywood deal when it comes to just like that uh, mother-daughter tension that came from like, Daughters that come from very tired starlets. Also, watch uh, Duck Soup if you want to find out why I'm into Harpo.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Get, see Kiss Med if you want to see what um, Dietrich looked like when she went to the Hollywood canteen. And you can find
0: her. a whole mess of Buster Keane movies on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, you oh, can. Oh,
1: buster. <laughs> Athletic Buster. Oh, so apparently when I drink wine, I just mumble bitch a whole I, bunch. I know. Yep. I like it. I like it because she
2: <laughs> keep looking me in the eye. <laughs>
1: it's because <laughs> yeah. I love you.
2: Oh, and then like Georgette Beerdorf is the, mm. if you want to look that up, there's a lot about it. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. George Hodel is the guy that killed her, probably. <laughs> and the Black Dahlia. And where can the people find you? At on That's Katability on everything. That's K A T A B I L I T Y. On everything, Including including.com. <dot>
0: <laughs> Jessica.
1: Wow. Uh, I'm underscore Jessica Singer underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow me. I love you. Also, this has been fascinating. <laughs> did
2: you like it? I really I, did. It <laughs> was great. It. There's a lot. There's like a lot
1: can tie into
2: it it's amazing like all these people that mixed and mingled at the Hollywood canteen I you love it and all the
0: networks of it and also if you solve the Black Dahlia murder we'll send you a free copy of Duck Soup we love you take a walk bye we love you bye is it over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll have the bongo talk we the bongo talk we'll the talk the talk right.